Good morning, everybody. It is Friday, September 15th, 2017. It is Mike Lyon coming to you live with the Wicked Awesome Boston Sports Podcast. Uh, like I said yesterday, we've got an abbreviated show this morning. We'll try to get everything that we need to get in, um, but uh, I've got an early morning appointment, so my commute is shorter, hence the reason for the shorter show. But two main things to talk about. Let's get right into it. Let's get rid, <clears throat> excuse me, not to get rid of them, but let's do the Red Sox first. I, I told you yesterday uh, that uh, the game yesterday afternoon with the, with the Athletics was a very big one, uh, that they needed to win it, and they do. Uh, it took them a little while for the bats to get going. Uh, Oakland actually got on the board first, in the top of the sixth inning, but then Christian Vasquez hit a home run in the bottom of the sixth, and the Red Sox scored, I think, five times in the bottom of the seventh, uh, and eventually came away with a 6-2 to victory. Pomeranz pitches well, gets a win, six innings, one run allowed. Still has a problem going deep into ball games. Uh, you'd like him to do that a little bit more, especially down the stretch when you're trying to preserve your bullpen, but six innings, gets the win, uh, and again, they had, they had to have this game. Uh, I told you yesterday the Yankees were idle yesterday. I, that was my mistake. I apologize for that. Uh, the Yankees blasted Baltimore last night. Uh, hit four home runs, scored 13 runs. I think they had like 14 or 15 hits. Uh, they blast Baltimore. So the lead remains at three games. The magic number to clinch the division is now 14. And if you look at the standings, the magic number for the Red Sox to clinch a playoff spot of any kind is now eight. Uh, the team that they are, the, the other team you want to follow for that number, just uh, simply to get into the playoffs, is the Los Angeles Angels, uh, who are the first, I, I guess, the, the sixth team in the pecking order. The Yankees and the Twins uh, are are one and two in the wild card race, and uh, by a little bit of, uh, they have a little bit of distance now. I think the Twins have three or four games on the Angels, who lost last night. So the two teams you want to watch, if you're a Red Sox fan right now, are the Yankees and the Angels, in addition to, obviously, the Red Sox. Magic number for the Red Sox to clinch a playoff spot is eight. They go down to Tampa Bay and begin a long nine-game road trip. It is the last road trip of the season. It will take them through Tampa Bay, Baltimore, and Cincinnati. They do get an off day, I think, in the middle of next. I think next Thursday is an off day, so they, 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 they get a little, bit of a, a little bit of a breather in there. Um... But like I said, yesterday was a game you had to win if you were if, if you were the Red Sox, and especially now that the Yankees won later uh, in, in the, the fashion that they did. But they, they were facing a bad team at home with one of their best pitchers on the mound. Uh, it, like I said, it took a little while for the bats to get going. It was a little hairy, but they finally did. They break through. They score five. Andrew Benintendi, uh, a couple of doubles, I think three runs batted in. Uh, he had the big hit in the seventh inning, a, t a single up the middle that scored two. Uh, Vasquez, obviously, the home run. Kimbrell pitched the ninth inning. He hadn't pitched in a long time. Uh, there was some chatter on Twitter about whether it was okay, whether he should have been in the game in a four-run game at that point. Uh, he gave up a walk and a single, but then struck out two and got a fly ball to uh, get out of the inning without allowing a run. Uh, I had no problem whatsoever pitching Kimbrell in that spot last night. You had to have that game. Uh, you, 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 like I said, you, 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 it was a game you wanted. It was a game that was there for the taking. Uh, every win counts now down the stretch. I had zero problem with Kimbrell pitching. Plus, you needed to get him some work. He hadn't pitched in a while. And to get him into a game, I think, was even ahead of the series against, against Tampa Bay was a good thing. So I, I had zero problem with bringing Kimbrell into the game. And he got it done for the Red Sox late. So 
Weekend series against Tampa Bay looks like this. Tonight, Chris Sale, uh, essentially, it's a, it's a repeat of the matchup you saw last Saturday against Matt Andrees. Uh, that game, it is going to be in Tampa. They cleared the stadium uh, for, for playing in after Hurricane Irma. So it is going to be in Tampa. You're not going to play it anywhere else. All three games this weekend. Sale and Andres tonight. Uh, uh, Rick Porcello, excuse me. Rick Porcello will try to rebound uh, from a bad outing on Sunday, this past Sunday against Tampa Bay. Uh, he gets a pitcher that the Red Sox have struggled with, Alex Cobb. Uh, it seems like every time Alex Cobb pitches against the Red Sox, he pitches well. He's got that really slow and deliberate leg kick. Um, it's just he's, he's one of these guys that always seems to pitch the Red Sox well. I have no idea what his career numbers are against them, but it always seems like he pitches well. There, there's always a couple of those guys who, who no one else seems to hit well that always seem to pitch the Red Sox well. The guy from a bunch of years ago that I always remember is Rodrigo Lopez. He used to pitch for Baltimore most prominently, but about a few teams. Uh, just a typical journeyman right-hander with, with stuff that was never great, but it always seemed like he pitched the Red Sox really well. Um, Alex Cobb is another one of those guys. So they get him on Saturday. Sunday, Eduardo Rodriguez gets back to the mound, coming off a really good start against Oakland. He gets Jake Odorizzi in the series finale. So that's what it looks like front to back for the Red Sox this weekend. Uh, another series that you've got to do well in. you got to go on the road. you got to get a bunch of these wins. The Yankees play a lot of their games at home. Um, it's it's, it's going to be a struggle all the way to the end for the Red Sox. I would not expect this thing to do anything then go down to the final week. Uh, I don't think you're going to see the, the Yankees go in the tank, especially the way they swung the bats last night. So uh, stay with this thing. It's going to be a little bit of a ride. I, I don't think there's much of a chance the Red Sox miss the playoffs. I don't think you're going to see a collapse like you saw in 2011. But, uh, I, you know, you got to stick with this one. The magic number is only eight to clinch a playoff spot. Obviously, you want the division. The magic number is 14 for that. So, Sox raised this weekend. They win last night to close out the series against Oakland. Uh, enjoy the three-game set this weekend. And there's another game which we'll talk about right now. So let's turn to the football team. Let's turn to the New England Patriots, and let's take a look at the game on on Sunday. Uh, again, if, you, if, if somehow you're just hearing this, uh, they're going to play the New Orleans Saints in New Orleans. It's at the Superdome. Start time is 1 o'clock. Jim, Jim Nance and Tony Romo get the call, so it's Patriots fans' uh, first experience with Tony Romo calling one of their games. When you look at the New Orleans Saints, this is a place that in recent years was just absolute hell to play in. The Saints never lost there. Uh, as recently as, I think, 2013 or 2014, they had something like a, a 13 or 14 game winning streak. And then if you, if you don't, if you, if you, if you don't count the season that Sean Payton was suspended due to the whole bounty gate thing, they had won seven or eight in a row under him in that building the year before that too. So the total Sean Payton winning streak Again, back in the 2011, 2012, 2013, 2014 time frame, was something like 20 or 21 games. And in that streak, I remember it pretty well, was a, was a win over the Patriots, uh, or sometime around there was a win over the Patriots, right near when they won their Super Bowl. Uh, the Patriots went in there and just got dismantled by a really good Saints team at that point. The last time these two teams played was in Foxborough. Patriots fans most likely remember the game very, very well. It seemed like the Patriots were out of it. Uh, they, they turned the ball over on downs, down a touchdown. 
they forced a punt. Brady had no timeouts. I, 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 I think they were down six points at the time. They, they had no timeouts. Uh, Brady got the ball at his own, like, 12-yard line, drove them the length of the field with less than two minutes left, and threw a touchdown pass to Kenbrell Tompkins. How's that for a, a throwback? Kenbrell Tompkins in the back corner of the end zone. Uh, for the score, the Patriots win the game. It was the Scott Zolak, where's the beef game? Uh, you can find any kind of audio you want on that on YouTube. Uh, so that was the last time these two teams met. Uh, the Saints come into this game a completely different team than the, what they were four years ago and earlier for that matter. Breeze is still there, and Breeze can still get it done. They're, they're going to roll up yards, and they're going to throw the ball a lot. And Breeze is, is still a, a more than capable quarterback. He's still probably a top 10 quarterback in the league. Uh, his pass catchers are not the same as they've ever been. Willie Sneed is, is suspended currently. Uh, Brandon Cooks obviously plays in New England now. It'll be a nice homecoming for him, for the team that he played for for the first three years of his career. Uh, Breeze's weapons, at least at the wide receiver and tight end spot, again, not the same. The big the big wide receiver you got to worry about is Michael Thomas. He takes the, the essentially the number one role or the X role that would have gone to Snead had he been not suspended for this game. Uh, Thomas is a big wide receiver. you got to account for him. Breeze is going to look his way a lot. Kobe Fleener is a good tight end, good pass catcher. Not a great blocker, but a pretty good pass catcher from the tight end position. Came up with Andrew Luck in uh, Indianapolis and signed with New Orleans uh, either this year or the year, or this, or the, the, the year before this. But uh, a good tight end you got to account for. The biggest weapons they have, I think, are in their backfield. They've got some very, very good uh, balance back there. Adrian Peterson was obviously signed in the offseason, wasn't utilized a ton in the game on Monday against Minnesota, but he's the big back, not much of a pass catcher, not really a threat on third down to do much, but that's okay because they've got other guys who can do it. Mark Ingram, the Alabama product, has been there for years now. Uh, and has really established himself as a pretty good every-down running back. He's not huge, so he's not going to play every possession, but Sean Payton likes to mix it up. He goes with a lot of different formations, a lot of different looks, does a lot of different things with his running backs, and I don't expect Monday to be uh, any exception to that. Uh, so Ingram is a guy who can run it for you. He can catch it out of the backfield, and he can do a lot of things. And they just drafted Alvin Kamara, who was a running back from the University of Tennessee, a rookie this season, uh, a really good runner and a really good and dynamic athlete. He's also good. He's a third down threat, kind of in the mold of what Darren Sproles did for them uh, before he got traded to Philadelphia a few years ago. He can also run it. Uh, he can do a lot of the same things that Ingram can do, but he's somebody that you got to account for if he's on the field. So I would expect that they're going to do, the, that the Saints are going to do a lot of different personnel groupings, a lot of weird formations, motion running back routes, things like that, to try to get the Patriots off their game. So the defense is going to have it, have its work cut out for it. So the official prediction, uh, I, I can't I, – I don't love this spot after you lost to the Chiefs in the first game, to be honest. I, I, I wish they were going elsewhere because of what happened in the first game. Uh, they were exposed as a defense with communication issues galore, coverage issues galore against, this, against the Chiefs. They were picked apart by a – you know, a, a good quarterback in Alex Smith, but not a great one. Drew Brees is unquestionably a great quarterback, and if he sees the same things that, that Smith does, he will do the exact same thing to the Patriots. So 
They've got problems. Like I said, I don't love going to play Drew Brees after what I saw on Thursday. Uh, but there's a lot going in favor of the Patriots as well. They get they, they're coming off of extra rest. Uh, they, you know they they have they've had extra time to digest this game. Uh, the Saints, meanwhile, are coming off a short week on the road, uh, and they got beat. The, the fi- they lost by 10 points in Minnesota. Uh, the final score wasn't as close as as, as the game there was was much closer than the game actually was. They they lost that game pretty handily. Um, I don't think at the end of the day the Saints are going to do enough to keep up with Brady uh, and the Patriots offense. And the Patriots, I mean, until it doesn't happen, you always take the Patriots to win this type of game. They, they're all, they, they generally respond extremely well to adversity. They generally respond extremely well after a loss and in a tough spot. Um, and you know, you can bet Belichick and his guys were all over the defense and the offense to get their issues worked out. It is a little concerning that they don't have Dante Hightower, or it doesn't look like they're going to have Dante Hightower. It is a little concerning that they're not going to have Danny Amendola uh, at, at, on, on offense, but I think the, the coaches took that, will take that in consideration and come up with a good game plan. I'm going to take the Patriots to win the game and cover the spread. I'll take them to win 31-21 uh, to get to 1-1 one one on the season, and then you got a home game against the, the Houston Texans the following week. Uh, and uh, hopefully you can get back on track after that one. So I'll take the Pats, 31-21. We will see if that holds up. Of course, I was wrong week one, so my official season record is 0-1. We will reevaluate that on Monday after the game is over. So enjoy the game on Sunday, and uh, hope you're watching it somewhere fun. So that's our show for today, ladies and gentlemen. Like I said, abbreviated uh, in nature. I have a work appointment this morning that I actually just got to, so... Not a huge amount of time to talk this morning, but we got uh, the Sox and the Pats covered. Uh, Monday, we will come back with a full Patriots recap. Uh, it'll be a little later in the day, but we will get the show in. We'll do a full Pats recap. We will look at what the Sox did over the weekend and uh, see preview the series against Baltimore and the remainder of the road trip. We will get into, over the course of the week, probably some Bruins stuff as they open preseason play Monday. Uh, and uh, obviously whatever Celtics news and any other news that affects the area comes up, we will cover it. So for now, enjoy your weekend. Hope you're hanging out with people who you love, friends, family, otherwise. Hope you're doing some fun things this weekend. Enjoy it, and uh, we will see you Monday. Bye, everybody.